Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 5 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friend Kurt Morrison, the host of the Top 5 Film Dive Podcast, for a Valentine's movie draft. How's it going, dude? Good, my friend. How you doing? Great to be back. Yeah, man. I'm glad to have you back. I'm excited about this. You um, too, buddy. We've done some similar episodes to this on your show with the Christmas draft, and I think you've done some in this similar format before on your mm-hmm. show. Um, so I thought this would be fun, and uh, I guess I don't know what your plans are for Valentine's Day, but as a single dude, this is what I'm most excited about for the holiday. <laughs> uh, love. Is I guess in you have something you're probably looking forward to more. <laughs> um, being tired on Valentine's Day from staying up too late to watch the Super Bowl on the Sunday. Because let's be honest, it'll probably end at like 11.45 yeah. and I'll be miserable for all of Valentine's Day. More than I normally am. Cheers, everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a sports guy, so that I'm not going to be watching the Super Bowl because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't care less about football. <laughs> fair, fair. I uh, This year is one of the few years where I'm not really invested. It's it's odd. I uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in. I want to see what's going on at the halftime show. But more importantly... I uh, I'm just excited to see if uh, Cincinnati gets their first title. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, back to the. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess before we get started with like the actual draft, um, what are your thoughts on romance movies? Overrated, underrated, or is there a specific type you like? What are your overall thoughts? Oh, good question to start with. I am a sucker. I am a big, big, big uh, romance movie fan. Uh, <laughs> two of two of probably my top 15 favorite movies of all time are, I, I'll say rom-com slash like romantic dramas. One of them yeah. you, you know very well of. I've already discussed on the show yeah. here. Uh, and another one's kind of one out of left field that I, I absolutely adore. Again, I'll get to it later. But yeah, I think that it's, it has a, it has kind of a, a, what word am I looking for here? Romantic comedies and romantic movies in general kind of have like a, uh, help me. What's, well, I don't know what I'm looking for here. My God. Reputation. Jesus Christ. Okay. God, the <laughs> caffeine hasn't hit. They have a reputation, folks. By the way, today's, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bang Energy. When, when, when. <laughs> God's sakes. Romantic <laughs> films have a reputation of being very hoity-toity. And like fellas, let's yeah. be all honest with each other. Like most of us hate it when our girlfriends or wives drive us out. Dr- well, yeah, I mean drive us out uh, to a theater to see something. Uh, but I find that like in the last couple of years, and you and I actually talked about this. And, and uh, there, was a, there was a piece I was uh, dabbling into. is like the romantic comedy and, and just the genre itself is not 
like it hasn't been very like well uh i shouldn't say well known it hasn't been very well successful the last couple of years yeah, yeah. You know, well 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 received actually very well put it hasn't been very well received over the last couple of years so like you don't see many of them like in the movie theaters anymore i noticed yeah, a lot really. more are coming to netflix or prime or netflix whatever. has a lot a ton a ton and i feel like that's like the graveyard where like romantic comedies go um <laughs> when they've been turned down the by the graveyard. studio system so uh but some are good some are bad i mean the the last couple and even some on my list here uh were very fun memorable theatrical experiences for me like very yeah. memorable theatrical experiences so yeah i'm excited man i um there, there's one coming out this weekend we were just i'm not gonna watch it i might actually i might be marry me Is that what you're about? marry me yep and uh i mean wow Wow. 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 <laughs> You're way better than I Wow. Wow. Owen Wilson's in it. J-Lo's been promoting the hell out of it. Will I watch it? By force, probably. Uh, but yeah, it, I, it's I've a genre that I think- some people are liking it. I, it's getting pretty good reviews. I wonder if the rom-com is making a comeback. I think you might it, have been ahead of the time there a little bit a few months ago when you are like, it's, they're going to make a comeback. Yeah, man. So we got this one. We've got uh, the Lost City coming out with Bullock and yeah. Channing Tatum next oh, yeah, month. I forgot about that one coming out. Uh, there's something coming out in May too. Again, that's a, a perfect counter programming for Doctor all the Strange. Kind of big, uh, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a love story. Um, that is counter programming to like that and like the Jurassic Worlds and so on yeah. and so forth. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. How about yeah. yourself? How do you feel about it? I I like. Uh, the deeper ones like I'm a big fan of weirdly uh, sci-fi movies um, oh. those are the ones oh. that I like the sci-fi romance um, okay. and I, I like some rom-coms like I have my favorites there's some that I'm not a fan of but I wouldn't really say that there's I dislike the genre um, I I'm a fan of romance movies if they're good it's kind of like all genres for me if if the movie's good then it's good if yeah. it's bad then it sucks <laughs> um, Agreed. so so yeah, that's kind of the way I am, but I guess I I really like there's there's two specifically um sci-fi romance movies that I'm a big fan of, but um I also just don't like you, the Don't don't mention them cuz I'll steal them for the show. I'm not I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> um, but I I I think I m- maybe just to kind of like a safe bet than romantic drama in general is I guess maybe the one I have the most favorites from. Because I get you could lump a lot in there, you know, like you could even lump musicals in there or just mm. the less comedic ones. You could lump them in there too. I agree. I agree. But but yeah, I so today we've got a lot of um, uh, we got six genres we're gonna dive into with our Valentine's yep. movie draft. We've got romantic comedy, sci-fi romance, historical romance, romantic drama, romantic fantasy, and romantic action slash thriller. So. There's a wide variety of romance movies here we're going to be getting into. Yeah, and like again, there's so many movies that can be considered like romance. I think that's why I enjoy also the kind of broadness of what we're talking about is like yeah. there are some movies that are blatant hard action movies. Right. And like that little that little sprinkle of the the love interest man does make them essentially like again like a a kind of subplot of like a romantic uh, action, right? Or yeah. a romantic um, historical movie, right? Again, one and of I guess that we'll like be about, if so. we get certain mm-hmm. picks in here and one of us is like, should that qualify? I guess we could open it up for debate if you want and be like, I don't like your choice here. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get this one. <laughs> I guess within I'm reason, ready. though, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. But yeah, I'm fine with doing that. Uh, so the way this is going to work is we have six categories like we just talked about. 
uh, where Kurt and I have to choose one film to represent each category. After we have gathered our collection of six diverse romance films, you, the listeners, will get to vote for which group of romance movies is the best, mine or Kurt's. There will be a poll on the McNeil and Friends Instagram the day this episode drops where you can submit all your votes. So for this draft, we're just going to go back and forth one by one, and we will freely get to choose our categories each round. So uh, I'm thinking we should just flip a coin mm-hmm. and see uh, who goes first. So you can call it if you want. I've got to make sure I can actually catch this. I might have to scoot back a little bit. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> it's that athletic ability really coming out to shine. It is. <laughs> all right. You want to call it in the air? Sure. Tails. Right. It is heads. Collusion. I want to recount. <laughs> I'm an honest show is, person. The show is more rigged than the League of Cinephiles. Yeah, I said it, Alex Helmer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, so heads. So I I, um, I feel bad for wanting to pick first, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I know what you're going to take. I know exactly what you're going to take. All right, take. so I'm going to go with romantic drama. Mm-hmm. Is that I what you expected? What it could be. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take La La Land. La La Land. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and everyone, the sky is blue and water is wet. In today's episode, yes, uh, water is wet, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and those Malarkey, who say, say it's Malarkey. not should turn this episode so, off. So McNeil knows that that's my all-time favorite movie, and this is why it's oh, such a good film. Is your all-time favorite movie? It's a tie. Some days, okay. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's just like a kick in the nuts, but it's also in like his top five or top ten as well. Yeah, so it's in my top ten. Now, because I need to swoop in to make sure, because I don't think any other pick on my list was something that he's going to think of, and I got really good backups in case he does. Same. Just, I got uh, backups. Screw me. Uh, I got to go with one of my all-time favorites, okay? Rom-com. I just posted about it on the Top 5 Film Dive. Yeah. I, I love it. I, you knew it was coming. I said the look on your eyes. I did, yeah. I'm going with Crazy Stupid Love. Chemistry. Great movie. Love story. Gosling, Steve Carell. Uh, we got Emma Stone. Uh, who? I apologize. I always forgot her name. Julia. Nope, Juliet. Help me. Right now. Julia Moore? Julianne Moore. Thank you. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Julianne Moore. Uh, just top to bottom great. Kevin Bacon as uh, David Lindon. Oh, yeah. He was in there. The 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 climax of the movie and the reveal and like the like peak of the, the second act is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I totally love caught me off guard. It's in my top ten. Oh, my God. It's still one of my like one of my favorite like theater kind of like what type of moments um yeah and i remember going to see it and like openly like yelling in the theater and being, and being shushed. <laughs> how, how packed was your theater <laughs> and we went to go see it opening night i would okay. have been 10 years ago it uh, came out 10 years ago this summer and i was literally like huh and, <laughs> <laughs> and i was like like I, I didn't see i honestly got didn't see it coming so great i didn't reveal. either i wasn't great really movie. going into a rom-com expecting that crazy of a plot twist you know right Right, so but, but I love that's it, a top tier rom com. I agree, hundred percent agree. There's there's very there's very few that have a lot of rewatchability because of like the laughs in it. Um, when it comes to like just that that genre, and uh, I think that this is like th- the pinnacle of that. Right, great writing, great chemistry, uh, pulls on your heartstrings, and it does it in the right way. Where like he can have a good laugh, but you're really rooting for uh, Steve Carell's Cal. And, yeah, uh, I always forget. Um, Gosling's character's name. What's I forget most people's characters' name. I forgot <laughs> it too. I forgot it too. But anyways, that's my pick. But there's like a theme here. I don't know if you picked up on this. 
You probably did. But uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, both of their movies right out of the gate here. They oh, have great yeah. Oh, my gosh. Together. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. La La Land and Crazy I, Stupid Love. Yeah. I will not bring up Gangster. Oh, you know what? I will. Gangster Squad is cr- it's uh, it's an underrated movie. You ever seen it? I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm aware of it. It's it's not great, but th- th- I would say that they are probably the best parts. That them two and Sean Penn. Sean Penn runs away with it. He's really really good in that. So Gangster Squad. Uh, I didn't realize Sean Penn was in the movie. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Anyways, alrighty. On. Uh, so I'm gonna take romantic action thriller next um in case you guys were wondering i'm burning a hole in mcneil right now (laughs) i'm gonna take true romance oh wow okay okay didn't see that coming Uh, all right okay Okay. so you were expecting something different Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm what were you expecting because i honestly don't know okay i'm not telling you no it's not like i can take it anymore (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine might be able to fit into two categories, so okay. I'm not going to say see. it because this is going to be like my wild card pick where I have that one pick where it's like I have to justify and explain it to everybody, okay. <laughs> but in my mind, it makes sense. Yeah. So I uh, I only watched True Romance for the first time six months ago, seven months ago. I watched su- it for the first time a couple months ago. Yeah. One summer so. afternoon, uh, it popped up on my Netflix recommended and I was like, I don't know why I haven't seen this movie. And I watched Same. it and I fell in love with it. Great movie. Uh, Gary Oldman steals the show. Yeah, he was great. So many cameos in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Slater's phenomenal. Uh, Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna Arquette? No, Patricia Arquette. My Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. She and Christian Slater have great chemistry. Yep, yeah. And I think the fact that, like, they're both at, like, the kind of start of, like, their rise. Yeah. uh, It it, gets the wheels in motion for, like, how popular they became in the 90s both of them so very, yeah very i would say two different careers two very very different careers you know slater yeah. gets his um his kind of second shot in hollywood during mr robot but arquette goes on to win an oscar for Christ's sakes. so yeah bravo bravo one of, the, so. one of the interesting things about true romance is a lot of people like to debate about whether it's a tony scott film or a quentin tarantino quentin. film i'm like yeah. it's both think? easily both because it's got his dialogue yeah, and Tony yeah, Scott's action. Yeah. And Tony Scott's direction too. Doesn't have Tarantino action. No, 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 no. And like Tarantino's not great at action though. Tarantino's not fun, like a uh, Tarantino has like the slow build style action while like both Scott brothers, Ridley and, and Tony, well Tony when he was alive, uh, very like frantic, like quick cuts, very like kind of hard edits. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, you look like an action scene like in Gladiator in the first ten minutes there in Germania compared to something like when in True Romance when the uh, Christian Slater's character breaks into the house and it's yeah. like fast-paced, a lot of camera cuts, like guns going off, blood everywhere, people yelling and screaming. Like it's that Tony Scott style action. Yeah. That, uh, and I don't know why I hadn't watched it. I've never seen it, but great movie. Great pick as well. It's so different from like, it's got his action style that you know, yeah. but yeah. it's so different from his other movies that he's done like uh, Man on Fire, which was like, a very cliche early 2000s style with all the editing that you're referring to where it's just like boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom everywhere. Even like words thrown up on the screen Are <laughs> when you Denzel talks. saying something bad about Man on Fire? No, right Man on Fire is a great movie, but I'm just yeah, saying it tone. feels like an early 2000s movie, you know? <laughs> en- Enemy of the State, kind of the same way. Um, yeah, yeah. But then he's got like Top Gun in the 80s, so True Romance to me is like an outlier for 
Tony Scott, but it still has his action. But I think it's outlier, the outlier because it has the Tarantino dialogue, you know. Uh, agreed. Agreed. So. Actually, that's, a, that's very well said. It's, it's like the movie in Scott's filmography that people like, but it's not as not nowhere near as popular as, uh, again, the Top Guns or uh, what else has he done? My God, I'm having a brain fart today. Man on Fire, Enemy of the State, Unstoppable, Deja Vu. Yeah, um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of Denzel stuff there. So we're missing something from the 90s. But anyways, we are missing fine. something. So, but something well. big from the 90s. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on. So guys, I, um, I am a hopeless romantic at heart and, uh, you know, this one, this pick goes out to all my ladies, all my ladies listening, all my ladies. Okay. And I don't care what you say, but, uh, Gosling, he just gets to the core of me. It's the good Canadian boy in him. All right. So he grew up 25 minutes away from where I live. Maybe it's that. Oh, maybe, wow. Maybe we just, maybe we just share a bond. Maybe we drank from the same well as, as young boys. <laughs> uh, my pick's the notebook, man. I don't care what anybody says. The notebook All right. will always... I see you crossing something off. Yeah, yeah I see you something. No, I'm writing down your pick, so I remember uh, Okay. <laughs> the notebook is still, I think, the greatest romance movie of the 20th century. I, I say that firmly, and I, I wholeheartedly will argue my case. I think that it holds up. I think that the chemistry between Adams, McAdams pardon me, and Gosling is just undeniable. infectious to watch yeah and un- undeniable and yeah i i think that again when it's like when a discussion across anybody whether it's a big film fan uh like you or i or if it's somebody who is it's kind of you know they'll, they'll tune in they'll watch a movie once every six months <laughs> you talk about like romantic movies and somehow this is the one that always comes into discussion yeah. and into play uh across the board again whether it be people like our age or around our age or people like our parents age right like everybody loves this movie and has has some sort of sentiment towards it so yeah i think it's great nick cast is great director hasn't done much since and that's okay because i think this was a home run swing for the genre so i think you forgot we're not the same age (laughs) no but i mean like there's like a 10 year age gap but like yeah you know when i say let's say uh, gen z to gen y Right. Like, yeah. It, again, you, people your age and girls your age, and it just again anybody who's a film watcher your age. Yeah, we all know has the seen this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, anyways, the cool thing about kids. the Notebook is that that was one of the, not the first, but it was one of the first Nicholas Sparks stories brought to the screen. Nicholas Sparks and yes, yes. Nicholas Sparks mm-hmm. lived in my hometown. That's where he's from, and all cool. of his books took place down at like the coast of either South Carolina, Georgia, or North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. and obviously the notebook is like the most famous of any of them. They're all like super formulaic, but they, it's because they're all trying to copy the notebook. And it's easily the best one of any of those stories. Um, yeah, yep. I'm kind of a sucker for the choice for whatever reason, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> the notebook uh, is definitely the best. I don't know why I just randomly like the choice and safe haven. <laughs> Oh, we ha- we talked about Safe Haven a couple uh, a couple months back on the show. I don't even remember how we got on the topic. I think you we were did? discussing with me. Yeah, we talked about Safe Haven. Okay. Safe Haven was was filmed close to your house, wasn't it? I mean, not super close, but I guess in the grand scheme of geography of the planet, then yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's about a and that's all four, that's important here on the McNeil and Friends podcast. It's about a so. four or five hour drive. I'm upstate oh, okay. South Carolina, and so Safe Haven was filmed at the coast of North Carolina, and that's about a four and a half hour drive cool. from where cool. I am. The Notebook was actually some of it was in Charleston, some of it like I've seen the locations of, 
and I could get there in like three hours. Um, cool. But Nicholas Sparks used to live in a neighborhood that's like 15 minutes away from me. Cool. I know those movies get a lot of like hate from critics just because they're so sappy. But the Notebook, that's a it's a great movie. I think. Thank you. So that's why I'm so with it. I applaud so. your choice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. So, I uh, I stick by it. So I own it on on Blu-ray for Christ's sakes. It's one of the few that I still have. So, Nicholas Sparks and I got to give a shout out to my friend Will, who's a massive fan of the Notebook. And there was one weekend where he was like, "Have you seen the Notebook?" And I was like, <laughs> "No," and I hadn't. And this was like maybe four years ago, three four years ago. And he was like, "Well, yeah. we got to watch it." And I was like, "Will, okay." Gets it. And so we watched it, and he was, like, crying at the end. And then we hung out with a friend two days later. It might have been the next day. And she said she had never seen The Notebook. He was like, well, we're changing that now. <laughs> so we watched The Notebook <laughs> twice in the same weekend. Man, Will's just out there slinging that Blu-ray as if it's a drug, man. You haven't seen The Notebook? What's up? Take a seat on my couch, girl. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to feel all the feelings. Will, I applaud you, sir. I think you've been on the show. and uh, He actually never has. He's never been on the show? Never okay, has, okay. no. Well, I need to have get him on, on the show. You know point. I'm going to give me Will's contact information. Him and I are going to do a deep dive on the notebook. We're going to do right. a, com- a commentary and watch it. Watch it minute by minute together. So <laughs> <laughs> live stream commentary on the notebook. <laughs> uh, what's your next pick? <laughs> All right. Next pick. I'm going to go with historical romance. And I'm really torn on this one. I don't exactly know. Like there's, I know which one I want to go with, but there's someone's like, I really want to, pick this oddball but i'm not going to because it won't get me wins um but i am going to go with my favorite historical romance movie that is titanic hey man titanic is a f- great movie and i don't care what anybody says it's i agree as hell it is a phenomenal watch i saw it in theaters as a child it scarred me it is so well made and it's such a beautiful story i don't care what anybody says so it's get great. into her man it's great. it is great it justifiably won best picture Oh, oh my God. Wait a minute. Hundred, yeah. It, it was in contest with Goodwill Hunting, right? Yes. Ooh. That's, dude, a, that's a toss up. Dude, nah, man. As but I much, guess for I, like the landmark that Titanic was that year. Exactly. It I'm a Goodwill it. Hunting like stan. Like, I own that Same. movie. I own two copies of that movie, but like, oh, wow. it's Titanic well, I for Christ's sakes. I, I, got on, I got on DVD and I got a bump. Uh, I got gotcha, gotcha. DVD. So, but no, like. <sighs> Hey, let me put it this way. Actually, there was a couple of movies that it was nominated against that, that year. Titanic had it came out, let's say, 98 instead of 90, end of 97. Uh, it still sweeps, but like, does Goodwill Hunting win Best Picture that year? I don't know. That's a tough decision. Continue with Titanic, though, because now I'm going to check something. I mean, Titanic won so many movies, or so many awards. I think it was like 11 or something like that. And then it was a mm-hmm. box office juggernaut at the time. Like, it was, yeah. the, it yeah. was the highest grossing film of all time. Until Avatar, which was the second or was the follow-up James Cameron movie to that. And he was like, mm-hmm. how can I one-up myself? Titanic is better than Avatar, but Avatar did make, like, a lot of money, too. God. Um, but anyway, yeah, Titanic's great. It's so long, but it, it doesn't ever, like, overstay its welcome, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's like, it's the perfect length for that story. I feel like it is, it is one of the great examples of a historical fiction film because, obviously, the particular relationship it's depicting isn't a true relationship but i feel like it actually utilizes that genre really well because you're able to kind of relate to everybody can relate to that 
type of relationship in some way or another and mm-hmm. they can put themselves in that position and feel what it was like and I guess from like a you know in a secondhand way what mm-hmm. those people in the Titanic must have been going through you know so I feel I, like I that's a, that's like the best way he uh, James Cameron could have chosen to tell the story of Titanic um, I know people like to bash on it like you said but but I, I I don't get it. I think honestly, what it is is a lot of people like to bash on things that are popular, and that movie was it's a massive the, hit. It's the ultimate example of what you're saying. Like people bash on it because of how ridiculously successful and corny at the same time that it is. But it holds up, man. Like it's a really well it does made. I've movie. seen it like two or three times. Oh, same. I, I, probably, I would say at least four or five times over 25 years I've watched it. But, like, yeah. it's great. It really is a, a phenomenally paced uh, movie. It doesn't feel like it's three hours long when you rewatch it once every couple yeah. of years. So, hold on. So, get this. So, best best um, 1998 Oscars. So, it was movies from 1997. So, get 97 this. was got, a great year. We've got... Uh, 97. So the best picture nominees. This is my, this is the one they're only doing five. Okay. We got LA Confidential. Great. The full, Mo- the full Monty. Never seen LA Confidential. Uh, the Full Monty. You would love it. Goodwill Hunting. Yes. As good as it gets. And then yes. Titanic wins. Okay. Yes. So here's what didn't get nominated. Okay. So let's say if we apply the 10 movie rule, uh, 10 options rule, what we've got in the Oscars now, which by the way, if we could do a full episode on your show this week of the oscar nominations that came out i would go into a fit on your show anyways that's besides the point okay. <laughs> so boogie nights doesn't oh, get nominated jackie yeah. brown doesn't get nominated uh contact contact doesn't get nominated phenomenal movie very successful yes. by the way so yeah. adjusted for inflation is like 200 million dollars it uh what else here we got a lot Contact's totally gone under the radar i love that movie I, though. I know man i know uh, what else? What else here? The uh, face off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. I mean, granted, you know, <laughs> it should have been nominated for Best Picture, but that's just my I don't know about that. opinion. Air Force One. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, Harrison Ford is the president. Get off! Get off my plane! <laughs> that was my Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This that episode. was a great one. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. So, yeah. Anyways, a lot of good movies. Gattaca was 97. The game. Hold on three. <laughs> hey, you don't don't you dare say anything. Did you I actually t- enjoy Home Alone three, to be honest. I love Home Alone three. Yonolo <laughs> uh, decided to rip on it on his social media a couple months ago, and I straight up told him to <laughs> off. Okay, so, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> oh, and then a massive childhood hit for me, Airbud, that came out in '97. Again, Oscar Apparently picture. Apparently, it was uh, the Oscar, uh, Oscar volcano Keller. disaster movie that year. Volcano and Dante's Peak were both ninety-seven. Yeah. <laughs> good, good ninety-seven year, good year. And then uh, the uh, the year after, the year after, we have uh, the Double Comet movie, Double Deep Impact, yeah, and, Deep Impact, uh, Armageddon. So. Right. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Titanic. That is my historical pick. Um, okay. 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 So, so I guess we I'm need gonna your pi- third choice. I'm going to piggyback off you here. Okay. Cause then, then this is where things start to get spicy and a little fun. Cause I think we might get into an argument over a few of these. Okay. Awesome. So my Looking historical pick is going to be, sorry, what was yours? Titanic. So we only got yes. two La La Land and Titanic two killer. No, Oh, true romance. La La Land and Titanic. Yeah. And then it was notebook drama for you. I'm assuming. Yeah. 
Okay. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nowhere else it really fits. Action yeah. thriller. I wouldn't call it much uh, of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No. I'm Holding hijacking on. this show. Ready for okay. this? Okay. So, I am going to say. I'm going to put the notebook in my historical romance okay. category. What when did it take place? It's in it's it's in the past. 19, I know that. 1930 whatever. <laughs> yeah. I give it to you. Okay. I give it to you for that. Okay. 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 So, I'm going to rearrange my picks. Watch this and I don't think you're going to see this coming. So, okay. now in the drama category, kids, we're going with Lady Gaga. And B Coops and one of my there favorite we movies go. the last couple of years. A star my is backup born. choice for drama. Cool. Mind you, uh, it does turn into a, a dramatic <laughs> show, and I cry every time I watch the movie. Uh, yo, shout out. And I don't understand, okay? Cooper should have it, it makes me close to crying, to be honest. To be honest. I'll, I'm going to crack you one day, man. I'm going to crack you. I'm going to get you. you got to find something that's going to gotta crack me. Something. I'll figure it out. I will get it. Whether it's something you make or not. <laughs> 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 Star is born. Uh, saw it opening night. Saw it three times while I was in theaters. Absolutely wow. loved it. It was it was tied for my favorite movie of 2018. Uh, I think okay. with, uh, if I remember correctly, it was tied with Logan. And I don't know which one now is my favorite out of Logan those two. But Logan was uh, 17. Was, was a Star is born 17 then? Nope. No, a Star is born was 18. Logan was 17. Was 18. Oh, it might have been Avengers Affinity War then. It was tied yeah. with that. No, it was uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> there Sorry, we hold go. on a second. Yeah. It was Fallout. Fallout and A Star is Born were my two favorites of 2018. Uh, again, very tight race there. Nevertheless. Yeah. Star is Born. The soundtrack, phenomenal. Cooper's direction. Yes. Godlike. Uh, first yes. time behind the camera. Uh, it's immaculately filmed. Uh, I'm not a big Lady Gaga fan musically. Gaga. Uh, I think she's. Yeah, it's her name, Lady Gaga. <laughs> you guys say it in Canada? Yeah, obviously. Is it you guys don't say Gaga? Gaga. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, watched House of Gucci by the way the other day. What a train wreck! But an entertaining it's so bad. one. It's so great. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, Star is Born. Uh, Cooper deserved Best Actor that year. It's yeah. a travesty that a guy who lip sank right. beat him. How and I don't I, understand. I don't get it. But I nevertheless, agree. travesty. That, yes, that was his year. Uh, the best picture, the best director, best actor, best actress. Those all should have went across the board to this movie. I don't care that it's a remake and it's already been done. It was a new play on a great story. Uh, yeah, and brought its it, own flavor. Yeah, and it's it's still like like I said, probably one of my my favorite movies of the last decade. Yeah. Have not rewatched it in a couple of years, only because I know that I cry every time I watch it, yeah. and I need to I need to buckle in and make sure that I have nothing left to do after <laughs> for my day after I'm done watching yeah. it because I'm just in a ball crying every time. So uh, that replaces the Notebook as my drama pick, and I now have Crazy Stupid Love and rom com. Historical is the Notebook and drama. A Star Is Born. Boom. Everything you said about Star is Born, I agree with. My Although my favorite movie of 2018 would be Infinity War, but A Star is Born and like Mission Impossible Fallout and A Quiet Place being all very close seconds. So, yeah. But that was that was another solid year um, yeah, man. For, for 2018. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's right, one of my so favorite got, years ever. Easily one of my favorite years ever. 2019 would be mine. 
No, I'll take 2018 10 times out of 10 over 2019. 2018 was so, good. It was a good yeah. year. I mean, we've actually yeah. had some pretty, aside from 2020, some pretty good years within the past 10, 15 years, I'd yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so. so, yeah. I, so, we're halfway through. So, for me, I've got La La Land as my drama choice. True Romance as my action thriller choice. Titanic as my historical choice. Kurt has Crazy Stupid Love as his comedy. The Notebook as his historical. And A Star is Born as his drama. So... My fourth choice, I'm going to go with rom-com. And this is another one. It's a tough race. It's a really, really tough race. Um, but I think I think I want to go with When Harry Met Sally for rom-com. Ooh. Like the OG ultimate yeah, rom-com. I can't is. even say anything bad about this. Silver Linings Playbook is a close second, but I'm going to go with oh, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, oh man. Ugh continue sorry what an overrated movie what silver linings playbook oh not a fan no and like i'm such a cooper fan like i'm a cooper fan boy yeah (laughs) oh my god man but like that's just the one movie in his filmography i'm just like oh i don't get everybody's love for this movie you know what's interesting was i was writing a piece for the balance board today about unconventional romance movies for you know valentine's recommendations or whatever and I threw Silver Linings Playbook in there, and as I was writing it, I went, I feel like, I don't even know the answer to this, but I'm like 100% positive Kurt doesn't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like one of those things where Kurt would be like, I don't like this movie, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I, The best part of the movie, and I, I, I don't understand why. Uh, is De Niro and De Niro holds it together for me and it makes it bearable. I've watched it three times. Makes it bearable for me to watch it. But I hate Jennifer Lawrence in it and like Cooper 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 brings it home man like Cooper's never bad in something he hasn't been yeah. bad in something in like 15 years for God's sakes being as selective as he is with roles and like yeah even even him man like it's a tough sell for me like I really really don't enjoy this movie and I've tried like I've tried oh my god I've tried so is it is it on your list is it on the bounce board on the article yeah yeah cool it is okay it's all right cool. I, I, I like it but I gotta go when Harry met Sally like you said like that one's the the OG mm-hmm of rom-coms it was kind of the one that really uh paved the way for for the rom-coms that we all know and love today um and so the one thing i think when harry met sally does really well is the dialogue like it's got really sharp conversations between uh billy crystal and meg ryan um Mm -hmm. and so like the, the dialogue is super captivating which is i think really important for rom-coms because it's obviously not a big spectacle movie it's not the it's not necessarily the it's not a genre type you're gonna go watch like for example you mm-hmm. know I, I like sci-fi i'm gonna go check that out Psycho- psychological thriller or whatever rom-com is like you know what you're getting into it's not necessarily gonna be something new but that movie was at the time from what mm-hmm. i understand back in 89 um i think it was 89 yeah that's right that's yeah. right so another yeah. solid year by the way um, yes, but oh my God, yes, because you got like Dead Poet Society, um, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. We could go on and on forever. But when Harry met Sally, is definitely an iconic romantic comedy flick mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I think holds up really well, and mm-hmm. is in I think in a lot of ways kind of a relatable one because it's so grounded. Whereas a lot of these rom coms like we're seeing coming out, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, yeah. and it's like this big adventure rom com. So, you know, I, but but without when Harry met Sally, we wouldn't have so many of those types. So, I agree. Yeah, I got to go with that one. That's my cool, rom com choice. 
Cool. Great pick. Good pick. Thank you. So I'm going to piggyback off what you said there. Okay. Alrighty. So 89, Harry Met Sally comes out. Commercial and critical success. Okay. Yep. Time passes in a wonderful romantic fantasy comes out. Pretty Woman starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. You can make the faces all you want, McNeil. And here's why I'm going to argue with you. Here's why it's a fantasy, folks. Because no young, good-looking prostitute would leave her. <laughs> I'm not even going to... I... I wrote a... St- <laughs> I wrote a... I wrote you can a make this argument for true I, romance. <laughs> I wrote it's the same premise. This, and I'm not going to be able to make it through it without cracking up. Ready for <laughs> Uh, no good looking young semi-successful prostitute in the city of Los Angeles (laughs) (laughs) is going to be convinced to stop doing her job so she can link up with a guy 15 years older than her who she clearly does not trust and doesn't like that much Um, (laughs) nor would Richard Gere be able to land a girl of that magnitude Uh, Julia Roberts in this movie (laughs) is the most beautiful thing in the entire world, even though she's a hooker and that's okay. But hey, there's my fantasy pick, folks. (laughs) All right. I'm going to counter that with this. Here here is the definition of fantasy. (laughs) Fantasy is a genre of speculative fiction involving magical elements. Speculative fiction. All you needed to say. Hold on a second, right? but but if you if you click on speculative fiction, that means it's a broad category of fiction encompassing genres with elements that do not exist in reality, recorded history, nature, or the present universe. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay, hold on. You actually might win me over here. Just a second, but let me let me try to play devil's advocate for a second. Fantasy <laughs> is a genre of speculative fiction involving magical elements, typically set in a fictional uni- fictional universe and sometimes inspired by mythology and folklore. So we're talking about speculative fiction and a fictional universe. Mm-hmm. Are we going to argue hit- that Pretty Woman is set in an alternate universe, or or does that movie trying to say this is our universe? Because you could make an argument: all movies are set in a different universe if it's a fictional story. Um, you are making me think a lot harder about my pick than I had planned. <laughs> so I am going to counter with okay. a politician-esque answer and okay. say that... Um, <laughs> can you repeat the question one more time about the speculative universe part? Just one more time. Okay. I'm just going to... Yeah. If Go. we're going to talk about speculative fiction in terms mm-hmm. of like... If you when you when you re, when I read the definition, read me the definition. About, read me the definition. Okay. Speculative fiction is a broad category of fiction encompassing genres with elements that do not exist in reality, recorded history, nature, or the present universe. So, if we're mm-hmm. talking about the present universe or reality, are we going to argue that all movies are set and if they're not based on a true story, set in an alternate reality? Because Pretty Woman isn't a biopic or anything like that, so we could argue in some way that it is set in a different reality, or is Pretty Woman? set in this universe and this is saying this is something that could happen in our current reality i will change the category that i will put pretty woman in and then put it into (laughs) an action thriller (laughs) what (laughs) hey man someone's getting action in that movie but he's paying for it so it fits the bill (laughs) (laughs) 
That's not the okay. definition of action. Yeah, man. The genre. You, you didn't. You didn't say what action meant. Then for I romantic. changed my action thriller pick to Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Just you can have the whole Just trilogy kidding. if I can put Pretty Woman in action. Action. No, romance. I don't. Oh. I've never seen those movies. Never will. <laughs> the Fifty Shades. You've never seen one of them. No, dude. Seems so dumb. Do, the, do the first one. The first one. Do the first one. Oof. Watch the first one. Yeah. Hey, ask Will what he's doing. Will's probably seen it seventeen times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's seen those. I got to find out. Ask if Will's anyway. seen them, and if he if he has, sit and uncomfortably watch it with him. Anyways, <laughs> um, I stick to my guns. I'm gonna say fantasy, pretty woman, uh, and I'm um, yeah, yeah. So, how about this? Rock paper scissors to see if I can keep it in as my pick. Can we do rock paper scissors lizard Spock? I'm just kidding. I don't even know how to play that. Let's go. Rock, rock paper scissors. <laughs> We're on a delay. Ready? Hold on. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put my hand out. So okay. okay. Rock, paper. Wait, 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 wait! You froze. What? Oh god! <laughs> it froze. It was like rock, rock. and then nothing. Okay, you ready? Rock, rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors. And, and shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is not. It is not a fantasy. Okay, I'll take Brokeback Mountain for my fantasy. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, okay. No, I actually had an actual pick for my okay. fantasy. As um, I, I, it was actually kind of like a quasi genre pick. I'm okay. still angry. I just need you to know that Pretty Woman couldn't have been my fantasy pick. Curious case of Benjamin Button. Does that fit Ooh, the bill? Yes. Yes. That's Kay. one of my options. Yeah. Okay. Benjamin Button. Uh, one of my favorite. I, it's, it's weird because I literally can say this about every Fincher movie. One of my favorite Fincher movies. It's yeah. like so out of the realm of like everything else that he's done in his film. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Kate Blanchett made me fall in love with her in this film. Pitt, I think it's one of his best like leading man roles as like not what we expect from Brad Pitt, which yeah. is what I liked about it. Like very soft spoken, very gentle, very gentlemanly. Uh yeah, man. Like I just I adore this movie. Front to back. It's such a like a nice movie to just sit back and relax. And surprisingly, after ten years, the CGI holds up pretty well. Uh, with the de-aging stuff. So if you yeah, guys haven't seen this in a while, throw on Benjamin, Curious Case Benjamin Button. It's like one of those movies that was nominated for Best Picture. It was a big hit when it came out. Nobody talks about it anymore because it's not one of Fincher's like big ones. Like it's not Fight Club. It's not Zodiac. It's not Gone Girl. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, I'll seven. take Benjamin Button. It's not, oh my God, yes, not seven. Actually, and there's some people that here. really hate Benjamin Button, but I think it's one of, like honestly, it is in my top I think it's actually my number four David Fincher movie. I think makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly thought you were gonna go with. Uh, there's two. I was wondering if you were gonna go with either The Fountain or Groundhog Day. Um, for fantasy, mm-hmm. but I guess maybe you want, you might try to make some mm-hmm. uh, some more arguments later. We'll see. We shall see. We don't know, McNeil. We still have lots of picks. Sir. We, we still do. have lots of. Picks, we have two so. each. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to piggyback off of you and I'm going to go with fantasy now and I'm going to take Edward Scissorhands. Oh, good movie. Very good movie. Yeah. 
I will never forget the comment you made about Edward Scissorhands on the 100th episode special. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even remember it? Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That thought Just think is, about it, folks. Uh, go back never... and watch the... Go, go back and listen to the episode, everybody, and then come back to this episode. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then and then join us for just such a wonderful conversation about Edward Scissorhands <laughs> genitalia and everything in between here on the McNeil and Friends podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Edward Scissorhands. It's it's. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Um, I don't, it's just definitely a fantasy movie. When you watch it. It's got the t- it's got the Tim Burton template written all over it for fantasy. It's a dark fantasy in a way, uh, not as dark as some may think if they haven't seen the movie. But it's, not it's dark. It, it I guess more of the the aesthetic of it can be dark at times. It's it's like a gothic Tim Burton movie. Yeah, it's what we come to that, expect from the guy. That's kind of what I meant when I when I said dark. Dark is gothic, but yeah. but yeah, I mean it's it's such a great movie. It's really nostalgic for me. Danny Elfman's score is my all time favorite. Um, Johnny Depp is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know what else to say about it. I mean, it's just it's just a wonderful movie. It is. It really Edward is. Edward Scissorhands. So, not a big fan of a lot of stuff that Burton's done over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I not mean, recently. What is, not recently at all. But yeah, man, he goes on that run between like 80, 85, 86, and like 94. And like he does no wrong. Like you look at that filmography and it's phenomenal. Both Batman movies, Batman, yep. Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Well, that's 99, but nevertheless, he's still on a roll by that point. It's phenomenal. Even so, in Big Fish, which was 03, and he's still on a yeah. roll then as afterwards, and he became the Disney sellout. So. <laughs> Dumbo, you don't talk about Alice in Wonderland like that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with okay. Edward Scissorhands. Benjamin Button was actually a close second for me. Um, cool, cool. But but Snagged yeah. It. I mean, technically, right. you could have had it if you had to let me run with the Julia Roberts fantasy pick, but, you know, whatever. No, Edward says so. her hands would have been mine. But glad Benjamin mm-hmm. Button's got some representation and not um, Pretty Woman for fantasy. <laughs> sure. As I told you, everybody, it's collusion. This is rigged. This whole thing is rigged. So he won the coin toss, and now he won't let me have my fantasy pick. But here we are. Yeah, you would, By you the agreed. way, everyone, everyone, uh, just, a, just a side note here on our romance episode. Anybody who hasn't heard of the urban legend of Richard Gere, just when you're done the episode, go. <laughs> I don't think I have. Richard Gere and the gerbil. That's all I'm going to say, everyone. Go check it out. Real romantic stuff there. The gerbiler. Richard Gere. Don't. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Richard <laughs> Gere. I'm just going to type in controversy. This sounds like a controversy. No, 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 no. Put Richard Gere gerbil. You got to put Richard Gere gerbil. Okay. It's an gerbil. urban legend. I think I know where this is going. Richard Gere gerbil story. The definitive history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought this was going. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that Mike, after. Mike, Mike Terenzo, this one's for you, buddy. I know you're going to crack up when I send you the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so you have, uh, which ones do you have left? You've got I sci-fi. see you reading it. I see your eyes going right now. I know you're reading it. <laughs> no, I'm not reading I actually exited out uh, at this point, but okay. I, because I, I saw where it was going. I knew, I, that's, when he said gerbil, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. The so gerbil. you have action, thriller, and you have sci-fi left. Yep. Take it away. Yep. Uh, I have action and sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So my next pick is going to be in the action thriller category. 
And okay. this is a love story that does not end well. Uh, but nevertheless, it's about a man who loves a woman. Uh, Seven, starring Brad Pitt, Kevin Spacey, and Gwyneth Paltrow. What? It's not a, I, it's it's not a, a romance movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is not he, everybody hey, hey, would disagree hey, with he, you. He was so jealous of the love that Brad Pitt and... Gwyneth Paltrow shared and she didn't want to love Kevin Spacey back and yeah I see that as a morbid <laughs> romance tale it's like Romeo and Juliet like they die in the end doesn't make it any <laughs> less nothing like romance. Romeo and Juliet I mean <laughs> Romeo and Juliet's dark but this is like <laughs> sadistic super dark there is like uh, no. nowhere you will find like a Rotten Tomatoes Letterboxd IMDB just Google in general none of them will say seven romance film check it out in the holiday <laughs> There's a, there's, a, there's a first for everything, McNeil. There's a first for everything. Oh, man. So, okay, fine. <laughs> if you won't let me have nobody, pretty, nobody <laughs> would vote for yours if they if you had seven in your category. <laughs> if you won't let me take Pretty Woman and Fantasy or seven and I would much thriller. rather give you Pretty Woman uh, for Fantasy. See, then let me. <laughs> fine. Uh, no, I'm going to go with uh, very unconventional. This more unconventional. No, less unconventional, I guess, is the word I'm trying to say. With uh, okay. action thriller. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Doug Lyman. Yeah, see, that's directed. a romance action thriller. Yeah, Keeping Brad Pitt, baby. Keeping Brad Pitt. We got two Brads. We got two uh, two Goslings and a little bit of B-Coops in there. So, uh, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Favorite action comedy ever. Literally, it's my favorite action comedy ever. Uh, really? I, I love the bounce. But yeah, man. I just, I really enjoy this one. Like, I can throw it on. I can have a good laugh. I can have, um, I can have a plane in the background and, like, know what's coming up. It's good. And then, like, the action's actually, surprisingly, like, really, really well shot. Doug Lyman's a good director. Well, he's an okay director. He's really good when he does this yeah. type of stuff. And when he doesn't go, like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and, like, go overboard. Yeah. Uh, I.e. something like the movie Looper with Hayden Christensen. But yeah, nevertheless, I'm not That's even Jumper. Even, jump sorry, Jumper, Jumper. Looper is Ryan Johnson. Looper. Uh, Lo yeah, Looper. Okay. Could Looper <laughs> technically be my fantasy pick? No. It's not a romance movie at all. Is it? <sighs> this, uh, this whole show is rigged. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um it, it, I want to comment on Mr. and Mrs. Smith because I watched it one time and it made me think of this one line that Joey mm. says in Friends where he talks about mm. Um, two people have chemistry on stage or, or not and if they do mm. have chemistry then they're definitely um, not an item in real life and vice versa mm. and I watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith and I was like yeah they're a thing in real life there is no chemistry between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in that movie at all you don't think that there's chemistry between them in that movie no not at all I watched that movie I, and I was like this sucks yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they would be so great together obviously because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a thing in real life and I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Joey tells the truth, man. Uh, see, it's funny because uh, I think that that was, I think that that's the the, the ploy, like the fact that there's that obvious, well, I mean, literally obvious connection, physical and and mental, yeah. And like, there's supposed to be a, a line dividing the two of them as this couple that's huh. just grown so bored of one another and are living two separate lies of a life. That when yeah, it converges, and when they come and they beat the out of each other and when they have that basically like one-on-one -on -one kind of gunfight and then fist fight in the house like that's the turning point where then they go to like actually being like very physically and romantically like enamored with one another watch it again and then look okay. at it through that yeah, light. you've you've convinced me i think yeah especially yeah, the scene when, when she she goes when she thinks that she's killed john 
and she goes to dinner. She, she's convinced that she's killed John and she goes to dinner by herself in this really, really posh restaurant. And he shows up and she's got tears running down her face and she's polishing off a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. And she, while they're dancing, she slips a grenade into his suit jacket. <laughs> Great stuff. Like just the, 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 that's where you can see like the, Oh man, like there is just like a lock between these two. So yeah. check it out. Huh? Mr. Resistance. I'll have to see it Love again it. then. Yeah. Yeah. So I have okay. fond memories going to see that tier. So. Your, but your argument with seven and like, see, I can, I, if I say this, then maybe he'll give me pretty woman makes, it reminds me of the little kid that's like, mommy, can I have ice cream? Yep. And then keeps asking for ice cream. She's like, no, yep. no. And he's like, what about a candy bar? Okay, fine. <laughs> that's kind of what that reminded me of. I'm 10 steps ahead of you, McNeil, mentally and in, in this draft. So I had to make you think about giving me pretty woman for my thing because I positioned seven. I was never going to give it to, to you. Be, no, man, but that's, that's fine. It's <laughs> fine. fine. I'm not coming back on the show for like six months. <laughs> we need, we both need to somehow get on the, uh, on the, um, Cinema Wars and League of Cinephiles. We need to get on there at the same time. I would love to do that. that oh my God. Hilarious. You and I, and like somebody like, um, Nikita, who was just in the one, yeah. I think last week, uh, a few of us, Alex Helmer, make it happen. Yeah, you punk. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. I really like you. I just can't shut it off. I'm sorry. You're such a nice dude. League of Cinephiles, everybody, check it out, please. McNeil and I are part of it. I I adore Alex Homer, nicest guy in the world. So, alrighty, alright. So it looks like we have come down to our final picks here, and we are both left with sci-fi. Ooh. Um, I. I'm going to take a movie that I know Kurt doesn't like and one that I absolutely love, and that is Her. Ugh, have it. Ugh. My backup is one you don't even like either, so I was safe in this Didn't, round. Can, I, just, can, I, just, can I hear what it is? I want, now I know one. one. I want Eternal know. Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Ugh, take them both. I'll give you both picks. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, I have an idea. I'll give you both. No. Take them both. No, take them both. Take them both. Because then mine's gonna be a one-two punch, and it's not even—that's not even like me screwing around like I have in the last two picks. You take two, and I get two for my sci-fi. I need to hear your—I need to hear your thing first. Okay, do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I actually—I have this written down, and it was my last second pick right before we went on air. Case in point: Mark Webb makes five hundred days a summer. He's a hot commodity in Hollywood. Then gets picked up by Sony Pictures and makes The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Fundamentally, it is a superhero movie, but at its core, it is a sci-fi movie with elements and edges of romance between Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. And at that second movie, that last 15 minutes, if you don't cry, and I mean you don't cry, I mean I get it, you right, everybody yeah. else cries, but it's that last 15 minutes is gut-wrenching and it just solidifies like the love and the the romance between not only fictional Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy, but Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone at the time who were dating in real life. Yes, that is true. Case in point. You give me Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 for my sci-fi romance picks, and then I'll give you her and Eternal Sunshine and we let the people decide. That's interesting. I'm 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 a little tempted. Hmm. They're not they're they're not romance movies necessarily okay but here's why i'm compelled Hmm. um i was thinking i was considering doing this episode for valentine's or doing like a top five or top 10 best on-screen chemistry 
okay. episode, and they would have been in my number one because Ooh. they are unmatched with their chemistry. Um, yep. Because of those two movies, I still wouldn't like. And outside the context of this episode, I wouldn't argue that they're romance movies at all because it's Spider Man. Spider Man is not a romance movie, but Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy is like central to the story. But it's still not like people aren't going to Spider Man because it's a romance movie. He gets bit by a spider. It is science fiction at its core. He is a boy that gets bit by a spider. Yeah, it's science fiction, but it still doesn't mean romance. He's trying to win over the girl in the first movie, and he does when he saves her life and inadvertently kills her father. But that's besides the point. Number two, he knows that he can't be with her, although he still loves her. So he kind of stalks her in like a weird way. Yeah. But she's still in love with him, and he's still in love with her. But he made a promise to her father on the man's deathbed. By the way, heavy spoilers, anybody who hasn't seen these movies. Very heavy. I basically just chronicled the first, you know, uh, the the first movie and then the second. (laughs) But who hasn't seen Uh, it, you know? be surprised actually i got in a lot of shit yesterday when someone i posted a, a clip from no way home and someone's like oh my god there's three spider-mans and i was like it's been out <laughs> oh, for what? two months Where, have you not you live under a rock literally i had to say that to that person she's like you should take that down like go get out of your house maybe go on social media and look <laughs> yeah it's anyway, everywhere. very besides the point uh point is was that the romance side of it, I think, is the one... Because the villains, they definitely don't in the second movie. How about this then? Just give me the second movie. No, I, I, I'll i give it to you. I think I'm going to give it to you. I'm The more I think about it, it's like the Amazing Good. Spider movies. Good. They have <laughs> the romance... The I romance, won! <laughs> you said something that really made me buy into it. The romance really drives those stories, I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at, at its core, they are about Peter Parker, but... At the same time, it still is really like more so than him being Spider Man. It really is about him and Gwen. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm. I'll give it to you, and then I'll take. You said, and I'll take my two sci-fi. Sure. As well. Yeah. All right. So then yeah. I'll I'll take her and Eternal Sunshine. Sure. And you get Amazing Spider Man Duo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. You you literally heard it on this podcast. He wouldn't let me take Pretty Woman in fantasy. Richard Gere and Julia, uh, Julia Roberts. Then he wouldn't let me take uh, Seven as my thriller romance Nobody pick. would. <laughs> Nobody would give you that one. M- malarkey. Malarkey. This whole episode is malarkey. And now <laughs> he's he's just been like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just let him take Amazing Spider-Man and sci-fi. No, I, I think no, I think you actually made a compelling argument. It's less of thank me you, just finally you. giving in to yeah. your crap. It's... Yeah. it's <laughs> It's. Uh, I think that's actually a convincing argument that they that their 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 relationship drives those two movies, and those are the only two amazing Spider-Man movies to exist. It's like they mm-hmm. they start dating and she dies. The and end. She... <laughs> <laughs> there is no Amazing Spider-Man three yet. Nope. Yet. Yet. No, quote, quote, it's the key me. word I, there. I told you, buddy. It's coming. Quote it better me, man. be. It better it's, be. He's he's coming back, buddy. And that Morbius. And Morbius Venom whole universe is going to pop just, in. I would rather that not be the case, but I'll take what I can get. Garfield, baby. We're getting more Garfield. Yeah, Everyone I'll take what I can get. Andrew Garfield. I just, I All of you guys, will welcome back to the Garfield army, okay? I've yes. I've been here waiting for you guys for 10 years. Same. Eight years. But nevertheless, 
Let's go. Over I've been our waiting picks. for a long time as well. I'm, I, I, you and I are on the same side of the fence here. I know, where I know. most people hey, tell are everybody like, else. Tell everybody else who our two guys. Our two guys. Who's our other guy? We said we talked about the trailer yesterday. The Renaissance is happening, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, Zach Efron. The, yeah, the Renaissance is happening. I thought and you were saying two... somebody else that agrees with us about no. Andrew Garfield being the best. Spider-Man. No, no, no. I was like who? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like who are our two guys in their 30s who are going to have? Well, I mean Garfield, he, he didn't like go away, but Efron is going to have his Renaissance as we yes. both aptly titled it this year and into next. You year. Quote me now. I titled it. Thank you. Yes, you did. I'll give you give you credit where credit's deserved. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah. All right. So to wrap up, we have seven Mm -hmm. movies each instead Mm -hmm. of six. (laughs) So Kurt's rundown. He has. You tell him what your what your choices are. With the number one pick, number two pick, I should say. Sorry, rom com, crazy stupid love, in my historical romance, The Notebook. Again, back-to-back Gosling. In my drama, A Star is Born, 2018. In my fantasy pick, I had pretty uh, Benjamin Button. (laughs) In my action, I had Mr. and Mrs. Smith on a loophole. I couldn't pick what I wanted again. And in my sci-fi, I got a duo. (laughs) I got two. To make up for the the two you lost. (laughs) Exactly. I got the amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 starring Andrew Garfield. All right. So I've got La La Land that I strategically took first Mm -hmm. so Kurt wouldn't get it. Uh, And then we've got True Romance for my action thriller. Uh, Titanic for my historical romance choice. When Harry Met Sally for rom-com. Edward Scissorhands for fantasy. And then because Kurt got two movies for sci-fi... I have her and Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind in my sci-fi choice. So now we we let ooh, the people decide. I'm trying to think about like people that I know that are also going to be voting aside from just like people I don't know. This is mm-hmm. really going to um, my mom is going to be torn with this because Titanic's her all-time favorite movie, but she's not going to want to see the the um, some of the ones that I have on here, and she likes all of yours. So. Well, except Mr. And Mrs. Smith. She might go Jacqueline, with yours. We'll Jacqueline, see. Jacqueline, you know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. She might feel compelled just to vote for Titanic. But, <laughs> like, all the other, like, some of mine, like, Eternal Sunshine, her, Edward Scissorhands, True Romance, <laughs> none of those would be, like, her cup of tea. All of yours, she could, she would, she likes. Boom. Those top four, buddy. Crazy Stupid Love Notebook. Star is Born and Benjamin Button. I got it sold. I, I got I got I got a gift wrap on Valentine's Day, buddy. This is mine. I won this draft. We'll we'll see. The trash talks we'll coming to the McNeil and Friends podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the villain's back, man. If you want me to be that guy from the League of Cinephiles. And Cinephiles. I have an, I have another <laughs> uh, like debate style episode yeah. that I, I'm going to talk to you about after after this because okay. I've I've talked to a couple guys about it mm-hmm. and it's going to be it's going to be legit. It's going to be awesome. You guys are going to see the Jekyll and Hyde come out of me. So. <laughs> all right well with that in mind kurt where can people find you on social media uh number one top five film dive on instagram number two top five film dive on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts wherever you get your streaming and new episode coming yep. out this friday guys we're talking about awesome. uncharted we're talking about video Ooh. game adaptations how they have been majority turds and yeah. <laughs> is there a, uh, I, I, you know what, I would say, yeah, majority, majority. I think that there's there's been one really that comes to mind in the last year, 
that has broken the mold, and we will discuss it on the show. So check it out, guys. All right. Well, this was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I, and I'll be sure to link all your information in the description of this episode. Once again, Kurt, thanks for joining me today in this episode. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, buddy. As always, I love being here, man. It's always a good time. Likewise. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast. McNeil and Friends has expanded its reach into other types of content for fans to enjoy with an all-new platform called The Bounce Board where there are movie reviews, articles, and more. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know your favorite romance movie. You can follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan. Letterboxd is where I post movies I watch and write reviews. You can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter, and you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon and support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com, and you can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations, and once again, thank you for listening. Thank you.